Hey, what's up guys, Travis here. And if you've been following me or my story for any length of time, you know that I started a company called Guestio about a year and a half ago now. And one of the things that we are doing this year in 2022 is we're building a concierge program called the Fast Pass that allows you to get booked on top quality shows and platforms for the purpose of spreading awareness for your brand, grabbing attention, uh, growing your credibility, your authority, et cetera, et cetera. And so if you are listening to this right now and you are a seven figure plus entrepreneur and you have a budget to bring in traffic, attention, credibility, authority to your brand, then this might be a really great program for you. Just head over to travischapel.com slash 10K. Why 10K? Because we guarantee in this program that you're going to be able to speak in front of 10,000 people within 90 days. Okay, 10,000 people within 90 days. Imagine getting on a stage in front of 10,000 people to share your message, your story. That's exactly what we are doing inside of this program through virtual stages like podcasts or virtual events or YouTube channels or blogs. You name it, we are working with it, and we are trying to get you booked on those platforms. So travischapel.com slash 10x. There's a quick application there, and then right at the end of that application, it'll prompt you to set up a phone call where you'll jump on a call with me, and we'll talk through whether or not you're a great fit for this program. Please act fast on this. Do not wait because we are only taking on one or two clients a week due to uh, constraints with our team and the limited supply of high quality shows and platforms that are out there in the market. So if that's you and you're really wanting to explode your brand in 2022, head over to travischapel.com slash 10K, fill out the application, schedule a quick phone call, and you and I will chat really soon about whether or not this would be a great fit for you. Thanks, guys. Talk to you soon. You are listening to the Build Your Network podcast. If you're tired of the old way of networking, the business cards, the awkward conversations, and the aggressive pitches, but you know how crucial your network is to your success in life, then you're in the right place. Welcome to Build Your Network, the only top-rated show committed to helping you master content networking, foster real relationships, increase your authority, and build the network of your dreams. Listen in on conversations with world-class entrepreneurs, authors, thought leaders, and more as we deconstruct their best strategies for your success. So get ready to burn your business cards, ditch the name tag, and discover the new way to network with your host, Travis Chappell. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Build Your Network. Today, I have the pleasure of sitting down with Sean Dill and Lacey Book. They are known as small business superheroes because they have helped more than 700 small businesses around the world to survive and thrive over the past six months. They created the Black Diamond Club community to help service professionals learn to tap into marketing, sales, and probably most importantly, mindset, while still excelling at what they do best. Sean and Lacey have personal success as service professionals where they grew and scaled from one business as chiropractors to nine different businesses, ranging from software as a service to consulting. And they've doubled revenue each year, totaling around $5 million to date. At the core of each of their businesses is building relationships with customers and other businesses. Sean and Lacey are now co-authors of the None of Your Business book, which teaches service professionals how to communicate their value to the world. And uh, just the fact that they focus on building real relationships will tell all the audience members that uh, here on Build Your Network, we're probably going to get along just fine. Sean, Lacey, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. 
pleasure to be with you. And it's great to be a part of now your network. Super excited to be on the podcast. Yeah, of course. And uh, let, let's go ahead and uh, dive in here. Okay. We, we only get a short amount of time with our guests, unfortunately. So I like to take things back pretty immediately and build a little bit of context for those listening. So I'm going to try my best to direct some different questions to each of you so that uh, we kind of know who's talking a little bit. But let's start with Lacey. And Lacey, I want you to take me back to uh, before, like pre any of these businesses. We usually start more like 11, 12 years old. But just for sake of time, let's start with more like 16, 17 years old. What were you doing at that point? And what were the goals for your life moving forward? You know, when I was 16 years old, I was actually working multiple jobs. My background is I came from a family that didn't have a ton of money. And I had an older father that taught me a lot about work ethic. And so from a very young age, I wanted to make sure that I had the funds to do the things that I wanted. And so started working the day I turned 14 and literally never stopped. So, you know, one thing I always look back on, I say, I wish I would have done more, you know, sports or been involved in other things in school. But hey, the work ethic that I, I learned while working so many jobs and going to school is what helped me along my process today. So that's where it all began. (laughs) Where where did you grow up? I grew up in Silicon Valley. So I was born and raised in Silicon Valley. I was there for my first, I don't know, 30 some odd years. So. Wow. Okay. Got it. Got it. And now, uh, Sean, what about you? (laughs) Well, I was uh, shining shoes down in the locker room of Pine Valley (laughs) Country Club. And I think that that was something that... Super inspired me. I used to watch these guys and just think to myself, what in the world life do they have? What what did they do that they're able to play golf every day? And here's me shining their shoes. But that super inspired me. That was something that I wouldn't trade for the world. Yeah, no kidding. Just to be around those types of people and get a glimpse into the life of people who've created affluence for themselves, right? Yeah, absolutely. And you know, and I, I loved watching one of the great things that I learned was how certain people treated me as a shoeshine boy mm-hmm. and how others also, um, you know, so some of them were super nice. You know, they would come in, they would make sure we had food. You know, did we want to uh, want them to go and grab us a soda? They would give us a hundred dollar tip. <laughs> Other guys, they weren't so nice. And so that also taught me one of, one of the things Lacey and I uh, super appreciate and strive to do is whenever people are serving us is to always take care of them because sometimes it's easy to lose sight of that. I know Lacey mm-hmm. also has a background in serving. I found out, I mean, I don't know about you, but, but Lacey and I have both found out that a lot of really successful people have a background in service somewhere in some service industry somewhere because you learn that that sort of skill or I don't know if it's a character trait where you take care of people who are taking care of you. Yeah. Do you remember what any of those differences were at all? Or could you ever pinpoint it between the people who treated you well, the people who treated you poorly? I don't know if there was anything because I don't know all of their backgrounds, but I I do feel like in the same way that I'm telling you, I feel like a lot of them have a story where they were not always born of privilege. And I think anybody who has made their own way through life it's easy to remember that, first of all, it wasn't always this great, number one. Right, right. Number two, it could go back. Like it, you, you don't, that's why you work hard because you know what it's like to not have. And so things could go back to how they were. And so you always want to remember your roots, where you came from. And, and you also see people, I tell people, Lacey and I are very fortunate to belong to two different country clubs, but I always tell people that are serving us my story I tell them, listen, I, I, I did your job not so long ago. Yeah. And you know, whatever they're dreaming of, whatever their dreams are, that those dreams can come true as well. 
Yeah, I feel like that does have to be a huge common denominator there is is the uh, the way the particular individual might have come across the type of affluence that they have, I think probably does have a really big, a really big thing to do with that. But yeah, I just, just wanted to throw that out there just because it was making me curious. So Lacey, so then talk to me a little bit about uh, what the beginning of your career looked like. Uh, you know, did, did, was, was college part of that plan for you? Did it work out? Did it not work out? Talk to us through the next steps. Yeah, I actually... So one of the jobs that I had very early on is I was a teller at a bank And I think at that time I was 17 years old and I really wasn't exactly sure what I wanted to do with my life. I was going to be graduating soon. I thought maybe I would go to school to be a lawyer, but wasn't like dead set on any particular profession. And there was this lady that used to always wait for me and wait in my line so that I could help her. And one day she slid me her card and she said, I want you to work for me. And I was like, what? And I, you know, I never really paid attention to what she did. And I remember flipping her card over and it said that she was a chiropractor. And at that time in my life, I had no idea what chiropractic was. I'd never heard of it. Hadn't had any experience with it. And I always say she said something to me when I went and visited her that changed the trajectory of my life. I was 17 years old and she said, whatever the bank is paying you, I'll pay you more. So, you know, at 17, you take that offer. (laughs) Yeah, you definitely take the meeting. That's for sure. Oh, yeah. You take the meeting, you go. I mean, I was done with the bank, but I ended up started working in chiropractic offices and I worked in chiropractic offices for seven years before I decided to actually become a chiropractor and went on that journey and, you know, did the, all of the undergrad. I did the, the three and a half years in school and graduated chiropractic school in 2009 and the really interesting thing I learned you know, about entrepreneurship and having an entrepreneurial spirit is sometimes you don't even know that it's bubbling up inside you. you know, like I, In 2009, I thought, I'm just going to go work in a chiropractic office and I'm going to take care of everybody in my community. That was my goal. Yeah. And here we are you know, 11 years later and I've got nine businesses and 650 chiropractors that we get to help train to reach more people. Yeah, isn't it amazing how you can never really know what what is actually going to happen compared to the plan that you have that you think is going to happen. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like right. you, can only, you can only, uh, just like Steve Jobs said, you can only join the dots up after after you're there and you're looking back on those things, which, which yeah. is an incredible experience. Uh, Sean, same question. Post high school, what was the what was the next step for you? Well, my trajectory was very different than Lacey's and, and that, you know, sort of defined our relationship, sort of defined a few of our struggles early on. I was fortunate enough, my, my parents, they had done quite well. I mean, not, they, I mean, they were upper middle class. And so I was able to, out of high school, go to Indiana University. I always knew I wanted to be a chiropractor because my cousin was a chiropractor. And so he encouraged me to go to school. I went and I did my prereqs. I never graduated Indiana because I just did prereqs, moved on to Logan College of Chiropractic, which is just outside of St. Louis, Missouri. Fast-tracked myself. I graduated as a doctor of chiropractic at the age of 24. And so, you know, fortunately, my parents paid for my education. They highly valued education. So I had a, a job at night bartending, but just really to have some extra money. And so that shaped the way that I sort of viewed success and money. And, and, and likewise, in Lacey's story, she had a different outlook and viewpoint on money because she always had to work so hard 
to get it. And, and it, her, her parents were not in a situation or a position where they were just paying for her education. And so my story was one that was more of a traditional, my parents are very much, you know, go to school, get an education, get a job type people. Got it. Got it. So definitely, definitely different viewpoints and perspectives. So Lacey, tell me a little bit about how you guys were able to meet and uh, start working together. Yeah. So actually, I, I always say this is one of the best stories in my life because Sean, he had been in Costa Rica for eight years, ran a very large chiropractic office out there. And when he came back to the States, he actually started teaching at the school that I was at. And in chiropractic, I, you know, working for chiropractors for seven years, you know, I was pretty cocky. I thought I knew what chiropractic was all about, what I was going to do and what my office would look like. And I ended up meeting Sean and he became a mentor and really helped me to develop my understanding of chiropractic, not only from a, a technique and philosophical side, but from a business standpoint, which is in all service industries, that is probably one of the biggest holes that are within the educational process, right? Mm -hmm. Everybody learns how to do their craft, but they don't learn how to be a business owner. And so we actually, he had taught me along the way and I started working for him. And it was after I graduated and it was a little while before we actually decided that there was something more and went on the journey of you know getting together, getting married and starting more businesses. But it was a, a great evolution because not only is he my husband and my business partner, but um, a wonderful mentor that I've had for a very long time. So Sean, I want to hear your perspective on this as well. Usually I'll make your perspective, but <laughs> husband, wife, business partners, like, uh, let, let me, let me hear it. Let me hear what, what happened on your side of the story. <laughs> well, actually on that, on the, on the sort of the creation story on the relationship side, I, I do agree with that. You know, Lacey and I do have an age difference of 10 years. I graduated 24. I moved to Costa Rica I ran a huge office down in Costa Rica, eventually moved back to the United States. And from there, I started teaching at Life Chiropractic College West. So this is a great backstory there is I didn't have a license to practice in the United States because when you're 24, you know everything. So I never got a license in, in the United States. So I had to kind of retake a lot of these licensure exams and study. So in the meantime, I taught and while I was teaching, I had the opportunity to meet Lacey. I opened up an office in Dublin, California, and then eventually Lacey ended up working there. Went through several big breakups in my life. So I went through a partnership dissolution in business as well as a divorce, and basically at the same time. And so I had to navigate that. And then uh, on the other side of that, Lacey and I uh, began our personal relationship beyond a business relationship. And yeah, it's been fantastic. A lot of people, that's one thing that we get asked a lot. It's a very popular question. People like to dive into that. We literally work together every single day. We spend every day together side by side. We haven't killed each other. Um, and <laughs> and you know, obviously yeah, right. from, <laughs> from the business perspective, we've been very blessed and fortunate to have you know, incredible success. So we, we're, we're extremely fortunate in, in all regards. I think that some people look at that and they're like, man, I, I wish I could do that. I think other people look at, you know, us and, and they think of their own relationships and they think I, I would never want to do that. Although <laughs> yeah, right. I, I would hope that everybody would want to spend every single day with their, with their, with their spouse, with their loved one and, and be able to have fun and make money doing it at the same time. I mean, that's incredible. This episode of the show is brought to you by Indeed. 
We are driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate is not to search at all. It's to match and match with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need this platform, guys. I'm telling you, Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work and use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging candidates so you can connect with those people even faster. And it doesn't just help you hire faster. In fact, 93% of employers agree that Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And look, guys, one of the things that I wish I would have used Indeed for is this matching service. You can search and search and search and search and search all day long, but to actually be presented with quality candidates, like 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 hiring a a recruiter for you that's presenting people that has actually done the work to vet them and uh, bring quality people in front of you, that work by itself is uh, the fact that it's done by a software instead of like a team of high quality recruiters is is pretty insane. So they leverage over 140 million qualifications and preferences every single day, which is why Indeed's matching engine is the best one that you can use. It's constantly learning from your own preferences. So the more you use it, the better it gets at doing the job for you. Join more than three and a half million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility over at indeed.com slash Travis. Just go to indeed.com slash Travis right now and support this show by saying you heard about Indeed here on the podcast. Indeed.com slash Travis. Terms and conditions apply. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. So now let's talk a little bit then about the formation of the first business. So you guys are working somewhere together. Like where along the journey did the first chiropractic office uh, come, uh, come to fruition, Lacey? Yeah. So the first office started a little bit before me. So that was in, I think 2006 was, it's called the Specific Chiropractic Center. And that's when Sean had another partner. And then I came in and I was actually working for both of them and they had disagreements. Partnerships are very difficult as many of the listeners probably know. Just like marriage. Um, (laughs) What's that? I said, just like marriages. Just like marriage. We always tell people that it's exactly that. A partnership is exactly like a marriage, Mm -hmm. right? And the breakups when it comes to partnerships, dissolutions are much like divorces. They're very hard. So he went through the partnership divorce. And in 2009, because Sean had come from Costa Rica, 2009, that office was flourishing. It was all cash. It was a very unique model and people, other chiropractors were falling in love with it and wanted to know more. Hmm. And that's actually how our franchise, the specific chiropractic center got birth started in 2009. And now we're at 16 offices nationwide. And that was really the formation of our, what's our heart and soul, our passion project, you know, is our specific chiropractic center offices. And then from there, that's where everything kind of catapulted because we were able to create such a strong franchise in a service-based industry, teaching them out-of-the-box mindset, sales, and marketing strategies, we were able to take that and extrapolate it out beyond the chiropractic profession. Sure. So Sean, talk to me then about the decision to move. Now you have nine different businesses uh, from the information that I have in front of me. So what was the next move after that? Was that was it pretty natural to move into you know coaching or consulting at that point? Or did you go a different route? 
Nope, that was exactly what happened is a lot of people began to approach us and they liked the model. They just practiced uh, differently than we did chiropractically. Okay. And so they began to ask for consulting. Would we be willing to consult, coach, et cetera? And then we saw just a, a sort of an opening. There was at that time in the chiropractic space, a lot of the groups were very negative. A lot of the, the groups basically ran on don't do this. Like that's the stupid way. That's the silly way. Mm-hmm. And so we created a group, a, a membership group that would be supportive where we didn't tolerate negativity bashing. And now you see that all the time. I see that in in, in Facebook groups that, you know, you can't, you don't know, no bashing or no negativity. Well, this was right. seven years ago that we, we started this group and, and it's a very supportive group. And so it, it sort of emerged out of that. The verticals that we got in actually is a kind of a humorous story. You know, we work with uh, Jay Abraham and when we first met Jay, we sat down with him and he made several sort of prophetic statements or recommendations to us. He, he recommended that first day that we should write a book. We went on to write our, our Amazon best-selling book. But one of the things that was funny is he said, you know, I'd really like to see you guys either start or acquire a new business every year in a related vertical. Now, having a franchise, there's a lot of related verticals that we could begin to cross over into. But Lacey misheard him. Lacey thought that he said three businesses. So at the end of our first year with Jay, we had added on three businesses and we were sitting with him uh, one year later and she's like, you know, we, we did what you said. We added on the three businesses. And he was like, what? I said one, one business. So we may have bit off a little more than we could chew. It worked out fine. Probably not uh, advisable to try and do that. But I think those are the oftentimes the best laid plans are the plans that you just uh, kind of dive into and you have no idea how it's going to work. Yeah, right, right. Lacey, what were a couple of the top lessons that you guys learned from that experience? That perception is everything (laughs) and belief is everything. The Mm. reality for me was that I truly believe that he said three and I was set out to do it. And that's just that mindset thing. What you believe to be true, you can achieve. And that was a great indicator of what our capacity of what we could do was. And so I told Jay, well, now that I heard three, I'm never going back to one, right? So we're always looking for other businesses or other ways that we can invest. Um, So I think that that was just a big lesson for me because there's a lot of things that you can tell yourself that can be, again, like people talk about all the time, your limiting belief, and that's true. But there's also things that you can tell yourself that break through the limits and raise the glass ceiling so you can achieve much more than you ever thought. So it was a really good lesson for us on mindset, even though we teach it all the time. Where along the journey, Lacey, did the book None of Your Business come into? And what's the top really, you know, top takeaway or theme that you hope readers get from that? Yeah, that was also a a Jay Abraham concept idea. I remember it was one of our very first face-to-face coaching meetings with him. And we were sitting in his office and just kind of telling our story and breaking down the businesses that we have and kind of our journey ups and downs. And he looked Sean dead in the eye and he said, you really need to write a book. And, you know, I'm scribbling notes and we left that meeting and Sean said, we're not writing a book. That's crazy. Like, that's just crazy. That's so much work. It takes years and years to do. Like, what story are we going to tell? And I think it ended up taking, what, a year and a half before we were like, you know, he has so many great ideas. And when you pay somebody to help you through a process, 
and take on their, you want to take on their ideas and actually do them and try them out. And so we had this realization that like, man, we've got to try this and ended up writing the book. And it was a really great process the way that we did it. And I think the, the idea and the essence of the book is really to have service providers fall in love with becoming an entrepreneur because I know so many people out that out there that are in the service industry and they have that huge service heart and they want to reach more people, make a big impact, um, but they don't necessarily love the, the downright nitty gritty of doing the marketing, doing the sales, staying in that mindset. And so we wanted to give them a journey and a story and some executables so that they could fall in love with that idea. That's fantastic. And then, and Sean, I'm really curious too, along the way, you guys obviously started this Black Diamond Club community. Uh, can you tell me a little bit more about what that is and how people can find it? Yeah, that is the membership group that we started seven years ago. We have um, 650 various service providers. I know Lacey before said chiropractors, but it's not just chiropractors, people that provide a service. Lacey and I honestly believe that the world's greatest providers of almost all services live in relative obscurity mm -hmm. simply because they do not embrace the idea or the concepts of marketing and selling. Yeah. And, you know, unfortunately, I mean, and it's not a knock on these people, but, you know, we think that Dr. Oz is a fantastic doctor, but we don't really know for sure clinically if he's very good. We just know he's on TV. Right. So because he's a great marketer and salesperson, he has achieved a, a stature of uh, influence, notoriety, et cetera. And so we want to elevate the world's greatest providers. And that's what Black Diamond Club is. It's a community supporting each other, helping each other with the concepts of marketing and sales. Tagline for us is so that we can all reach more people make a bigger impact and create the lifestyle that we deserve. One other thing that, that's super important in Black Diamond Club is we celebrate each other's wins. Of course, we lift each other up when there's difficulty, but we strongly encourage our members to share when they win. And everybody, it's so great because everybody shares and celebrates with them because that's another element when you're a service provider, oftentimes there's a lot of guilt and shame around success. And so we help people to break through that as well. Absolutely. Love it, guys. I appreciate you coming on the show today. Um, this is Build Your Network. We talk a lot about relationships and networking communication. You guys have all, all you know, obviously uh, had this recurring theme throughout the journey that you've been on. Uh, so I'm curious to hear your answer to this question. And then once we get this, we're going to move on to the last segment here. Um, this is for either one of you, whichever one of you feels like that you can talk into this for a second. Who you know or what you know, which of those two things would you view as being more important and why? Well, I'm, I'm going to field that one. And that is because I have a background as a Book Yourself Solid certified coach. So Michael Port, the author of Book Yourself Solid, massive influence in, yeah. in our lives. And he has a saying in his book that it's not what you know, it's who you know and do they like you? So I would add that part um, because you could know a lot of people, but if you haven't actually, and that's what I love about your work is if you haven't actually built a relationship, right. it doesn't really matter. So it's, it's who you know, but what matters most is how likable are you? Do you actually have a deep-rooted relationship? Because just knowing somebody, having their number in your phone really isn't going to do a lot for you unless you've developed the relationship. If you have the relationship, for me, that's what matters most. Sure. Yeah. The number in the phone doesn't matter unless they pick up when you call, right? Right. right. 
Yeah, pretty, pretty important. All right, guys. Well, cool. I, I really appreciate you coming on the show today. Let's go ahead and move into the last segment here. Something to call the random round. We're going to have ladies go first here. So when I ask the question, Lacey, go ahead and give your answer and then Sean will be up right after her. All right, you guys ready? All right. What profession other than your own do you think that it would be fun to attempt? Oh, I would love to do interior design. I, I absolutely fall in love. I would go into anybody's office give it a rehaul, give it a facelift because I'm a big believer in experience and how the people that you serve, your clients, what they experience when they walk through your door. So I would love to get involved in something like that. And me, I'm a, I'm a lawyer at heart, Travis. I, I, I think I'm a lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you are. <laughs> if you could sit on a park bench with somebody past or present and chat for an hour, who would it be? That would be the developer of chiropractic, BJ Palmer, because he was probably the first chiropractic entrepreneur. He went out and, and created tons of other businesses. He was probably one of the most creative business people during his time. I'd love to sit with him. And, you know, I was just thinking too, like, you know, and I'm surprised that Lacey didn't say her father. I think that's a very popular answer, right? If you have a deceased parent um, to recover that time. So I, I would say um, mm-hmm. my, I, I lost a, a, a best friend, uh, a few years ago, which, you know, way too early in life. And, and his name was Andy Roberts. And I just think that for anybody, right, in, any lost time, you know, that, that you wish that you could recover back with somebody that was in your life and that you would recover those valuable moments. And so I would, I would uh, shout out my, my good friend, Andy Roberts. How do you like to consume content? Books, audiobooks, blogs, podcasts, or videos? And then whatever you select, give me one that everybody has to consume as well. I love reading books. I'm a paper person. Um, I love having something in my hand. And my favorite book changed my money mindset drastically from lack to abundance. And it's called The Little Money Bible by Stuart Wilde, a must read. I'm a content curator. I listen to it all. I'm not afraid, I'm not afraid to consume even the bad content. <laughs> so I, I, I love listening to audiobooks, podcasts, watching videos, reading books. Probably the most impact, just because you, you know, when you're reading, it's kind of hard to be distracted. You can't do reading and something else. So I would say probably the most impactful would be reading. My favorite book would be Mr. X by Jay Abraham. Give us a glimpse of your morning routine. I wake up really early, mostly because the dog likes to get up really early and I go for a nice long walk with him. I love getting outside in the morning. I think it wakes me up. I even do that before I have my first cup of coffee. And then typically we'll consume some content and then Sean and I will get together and go over our day so that we each know what's going on, who's doing what. So that way we're on the same page. I'm going to deviate a little bit from that just because we've been asked this a lot. And, and since, we, since we both speak or are being interviewed simultaneously, oftentimes, I'm going to say too that it's not as important to have a morning routine as people say. It's something that I just see. And it's uh-huh. mostly... Not because I don't have one, but mostly because Lacey's a night person. I'm a morning person. So I actually get a, you know, probably a good two hours before she's really up and at it. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I am able to take advantage of it. But what I do want to say is, hey, if you're a night person, maybe there's a lot of advantages to having a super strong night routine. Um, It might make you more productive for the next day, get your mindset right. 
I know that morning routine is super popular. I don't want anybody to feel bad if they're like, hey, I, I wake up later than everybody else. You can still kill it and then have a killer evening routine that preps you for the next day. Totally, totally agree. Yeah, we, that's one of the reasons I asked the question on the show is that we get a variety of, of different answers. And some, pe- some people are like, you know, I'm up at four and I do the ice bath and the journal and the meditate. And then some people are like, ah, I wake up when I wake up and then I uh, get some coffee and think about what I got to do for the day. You know, so <laughs> it kind of as a way to show people that like, you don't need to do it exactly the same way that other people do it. You just got to find out what works for you and get that done. Yeah. What is your go-to pump up song? Oh gosh, it probably has to be something by Journey. Almost oh, anything. Madonna. Well, I love Madonna too, but you know, Journey just like I, I went to seven Journey concerts, so mm. it pumps me up. <laughs> I, I'm actually I'm the contrarian here. I don't yeah. really have a pump up song. I kind of am kind of pumped up a lot, and so I kind of have pump down songs, yes. I guess. Um, I and I'm super into lettuce. Um, the band Lettuce on Spotify, I'm super into that. I mean, I could listen to Lettuce playing golf, working, but anything that I'm like kind of, not to bring, not to put me to sleep, but to kind of bring me down a little bit, I kind of run a little hot. And so probably pump up songs, not too good for me. What, putting business aside, just something general of life, what is something that you are not very good at? Uh, sleeping. <laughs> I'm a horrible sleeper. I wish I could be better at it. But I would, I'm always, I'd rather be doing something else. And so I'm a really bad sleeper. <laughs> and I am terrible fixing things. I can't fix a car. I can't change the oil. I can't put, I can't hang a picture in the house. You can't fix a meal. I can't, I can't fix anything. <laughs> As we get everything wrapped up here, guys, what's one place online where our listeners can go to connect with you the most? Probably the best place where you can see all things Sean and Lacey would be seanandlacey.com. Um, and then if you're just looking for the group, you could go to blackdiamondclub.com. And well, I spend my time on Facebook and uh, that's, you know, I know that everybody, there's so many platforms, but that's probably where the majority of my time. I think Lacey, you're more on Instagram. I'm on Instagram, you're on Facebook, but it's nice because we split it up. <laughs> yeah, right, right. So if you want to get more from Sean and Lacey, then head over to Sean, S-H-A-W-N and Lacey, L-A-C-E-Y.com to connect with both of them and hear more about what they're up to. Sean, Lacey, thank you so much for joining me on the show today. I had a fantastic time chatting with you both. Likewise. Thank you. So thank much. That's it for this episode. If you want to connect with Travis and other like-minded people who also listen to the show, then you're going to want to head over to travischapel.com slash group to join his free Facebook group, Podcast to Profit. Travis will see you there. And remember to leave every relationship better than you found it. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.